Beloved, you are about to listen to a message from Reverend Prince Lai. Reverend Prince Lai is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of response. Heavenly Father, your word is already anointed. Anoint these lips of clay and ordain grace in my mouth. I pray that by the declaration of your word, you will touch the lives of people. You will stir up the spiritual atmosphere. You will cause light to enter into our dark places. And you will cause us to begin to see your hand and your power in our lives. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Put your two hands together for Jesus. Oh, celebrate him, celebrate him, celebrate him. Take back your seat, amen. Hallelujah. Last week we were doing a study into Titan. Last week, Wednesday, we studied into Titan. We studied into Titan. And today, we are still going to continue our studies into Titan. Amen. Today we want to look at understanding the principles of Titan. Yesterday I got you a teaching outline that was used at the various home cell centers and I trust God that you were blessed there. Amen. And today too, I am going to continue to explain further and give you more light. How many of you want more light? Enough light. You have more. (laughs) Or you are tired already. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Now, you need to understand something that after God created the heavens and the earth, On the sixth day, he finished everything called creation. On the sixth day, God finished creation. Say amen. Amen. And after God finished creation on the sixth day, the Bible says on the seventh day, God rested. But from that time till today, you and I have witnessed a lot of inventions. We have witnessed a lot of things that are still being created. We have seen a lot of human creations. We have seen a lot of cycles, things that go in cycles, and they are all an act of creation. For example, God made Adam and Eve, one man, one woman. Say one man, one woman. And God made them directly from the clay, the soil. True or not true? 
But the Bible says that after he made one man, one woman, God put in something that will ensure that more men and more women will come into the earth without he having to go back into the soil to mold them. Are you following? What did God put in place to make sure that after he has made one man and one woman, there will be more men and there will be more women? It is called principle. Say principle. Everyone say principle. Like in Sisaye, he has put in a principle of reproduction which will ensure that more human beings will come into the earth without he, God, having to go back to the soil. Isn't it fantastic? Again, he put in a principle that ensures that there will be 12 hours day and there will be 12 hours night by the movement of the earth around the sun. Amen. And how the earth even revolves. Rotation and revolution. Amen. And that determines seasons. So every year, God doesn't need to create raining season. And then create dry season. God doesn't need to create daytime. And then create nighttime. All that he needed to do was to put in a system. A principle. That will ensure that there will be 12 hours day. And there will be 12 hours night. That will ensure that in every 365 days or one quarter, there will always be raining season and there will be dry season. Winter and there will be summer. Isn't it fantastic? And what God put in place to ensure that is called a principle. Hallelujah. It's a fantastic God. When he finished creating, he again put in a system that will ensure that human beings will be able to stay on earth because he gave the earth to man. The Bible says that God gave the earth to man. So how will he ensure that human beings can walk on the earth? He put in a system called gravity. And when you go to Mars and other planets, you will not have that system or that principle of gravity working like it's working on earth. So when you go to other planets, they are suspending are you following what I'm saying? And so you will see that after God created the heavens and the earth, there was a very, very important thing that he put into the earth. Which has made sure that it's like he has put the whole machine into motion and he, God, has gone to rest. And so today, the seventh day is the longest. Are you following me? He's still resting. He's gone on resting. The Bible says on the seventh day he, he rested. So he's still resting. He's still in that rest mood. Meanwhile, creation still continues. The earth is still being run. The world is still being run. Because of principles. Hallelujah. We have principle of flotation. That makes sure that huge objects are able to float on the surface of water. Why is it that a big ship, a big ship that you can see, Carrying thousands of people, if not millions, is not entering into the water. But you drop a small coin and it enters. 
What is the secret? It's called principle. <laughs> it's called principle. It's called principle. It makes sure that huge objects are able to float. So that we can transport ourselves from one place to another. Principle. And so, if you joke with the word principle in this earth, you are joking with your life. Because God gave up the earth at the mercy of principle. He gave up the world to principle for, for principles to control the earth. And so he will not have to visit the earth. But things will be going as he has planned because of principle. Amen. Are you following me? We have several laws. Law of motion, principle of electricity, and etc. etc. Now one major principle that you have to understand that governs financial prosperity. Hmm? One major principle that will make sure that God's children get money and keep getting money. Get money and keep getting money. Get money and keep getting money. That principle that God put in place, which is all important. I've told you that everything is at the mercy of principle. You joke with principle, you are in trouble. You joke with principle, you are in trouble. But for you to prosper and keep prospering, remember we did in our trust God has put an instead a principle in place, and that principle is called Titan. Yeah, it's called Titan. Titan is what will bring you money, and Titan is what will keep bringing you money. Tell somebody, Titan is what will bring you money and keep bringing you money. It is what will bring you money, one. And if you don't tight. It will keep bringing you money. But when it brings you money and you tight, it will keep bringing you money. And you tight, it will keep bringing you money. And you tight, it will keep bringing you money. It's the principle of seed time and harvest. Hallelujah. Put your two words together for Jesus. One thing you have to understand about the principle of tithing is that tithing is different from free will offering. You see, free will offering is one of the ways that, you know, we get prospered. But when you are talking about the principle of tithing, it is different from giving offering. How different is tithing from giving offering? Is it all not money? Yes. Tithe is money. That is, if you are valuing it in currencies. Tithe is money. And offering is also money. So what is the difference between tithe and offering that will make us rich? Now, tithe. It's actually God's portion of the money he has given you that you give to him back. An offering is your portion of the money that you decide to dash to God or to give to God. Beautiful. Are you following it? The basic, I'm not defining tithe, but I'm giving you a difference between God. Some of you get confused with tithe and offering. What we call tithe, say, okay, I, I, I gave offering. Why do I need to give tithe? I gave tithe, why do I need to give offering? Now listen, tithe is God's money. God's portion of the money you are having. God's portion of the money. The blessing. God's portion. That hundred cities that came into your hands. God has a portion in it. It's an all-time principle. <laughs> it's an all-time principle. That principle has been there. The principle of tithing has been there from the 
foundations of the earth. From creation, it has been there. Just that you, you didn't know it was actually Titan that was being demonstrated. Should I give you an example? Don't you see that when God created the Garden of Eden, He gave man the right to eat everything in the Garden. True or not true? He told Adam, of every fruit here you can eat, <laughs> of every plant you can, you can enjoy, 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 eat, pluck them, eat. No limitation. Say no limitation. Then he added, but of the fruit of the tree, of the knowledge of good and evil, don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. Ah, but, why will you give it to me and touch it touch? <laughs> Does it make sense? You made me understand or you helped me to understand that you were creating everything for me to enjoy. And you created the fruit or the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And you come to me and tell me I should eat everything. I shouldn't eat that one. What was God trying to do there? God was trying to establish a principle that in the blessings of God, there is always a portion that is for him. And not for you. <laughs> Tell somebody, in the blessings of God, there is always a portion that is not for you, but for the giver. It's for him. It's for him. There's always a portion that is not yours, but for him. And he was teaching Adam that don't touch this fruit. Oh, but my God, you put it there. Yes, I put it there so I'll teach you that it's not everything I give you that you must eat. There are some of the things, that's what the Bible says, that he gives seed to the sower and fruit or bread to the eater. But he gives all. So when God gives you, you have to check what you are holding. You realize that out of what you are holding is bread to be eaten and seed to be sown. You don't eat all. You have to just check. You are too much in a hurry to, to, to consume. Just check. Because perhaps what you have put into your hand, the mango you are holding, you can't chew the seed. Are you following? Oh, hello, are you following? Now, you must understand something here. That what other natural principle or, or natural thing that helps us to understand the principle of Titan is actually when you look at fruits, you realize that every fruit Almost every fruit has a seed, portion of it. Almost every fruit. There's a portion you can't eat. True or not true? Almost every fruit, there's a portion you can't eat. When you take the mango fruit, there's a portion you can't eat. When you take pineapple, there's a portion you must cut off. Put it back into the soil. Cultivate it. Have you seen them planting or cultivating pineapples before? Why don't you chew the, the crown? How many of you have tried chewing the crown before? Hey! Are you that hungry? There's a portion you can't chew. There's always a portion you can't chew. There's, tell somebody, there's always a portion of that money you can't touch. 
There's always a person. You have to understand that nature itself is teaching us. Teaching us that there is a person of every blessing of God that is reserved for his praise, for his glory, for his appreciation. We use that to thank him. We use that to provoke the cycle. That is what we put back into the soil. So that God will not have to come and create another blessing. So that God will not have to come and create another mango. God has stopped doing the farming business. That's why God has stopped the farming business. Ha! He's on the throne. How will he ensure that more mangoes are being produced? The secret is in the seed. How will you ensure that more money will come into your pocket? The secret is in the tithe. The secret is in the tithe. And that is why you eat your tithe, you eat your seed. You eat your seed, there is no more food for you. To be extinct, there is no more food for you. That particular food will disappear from the earth. Because somebody ate the last food. Who is eating the last food here? <laughs> Who is eating the last food? See, some of you, eh, you don't remember the last time that amount of money came into your hands. You can't remember. The reason is because when it came into your hands, you ate the seed. <laughs> Since that time, can't you see that you can't get any money close to that? Can't you see that you can't get any money close to that amount? Can't you see that nobody is blessing you again? Can't you see that you are struggling to get money? You are finished eating that money, spreading it, using it. You didn't leave the seed. And you are complaining. Don't complain. You were too hungry that you added the seed. Say there's a principle. Hey! <laughs> How many of you are breaking the principle? You, are, you can see that you are breaking principles. Listen to me. You don't need to pray for principles to work. What did I say? You don't need to pray for principles to work. Do I need to pray for principles to work? No. God has put a principle that will make sure that every object, every matter will go down at the force of gravity. Pray. Listen, I am coming to pray and speak in tongues and command the pen to suspend. Should we try? Listen. How many of you believe I'm anointed? Oh, you don't believe it? Okay, should I release some, something on you right now? <laughs> and so I'm coming to try my, my anointing on the pen. I want the pen to get stuck in the air like that. To break the, the principle of gravity. Wow. So I'm going to Throw it, and I'm going to pray. And those of you who are my sons, pray with me. Oh. Pray, pray with me. I'm going to pray that this thing will get stuck. You see, we have to break the principle. So we are going to throw it and decide to break it. Hey! Tali, let's try. Lick to Hey! See, the thing is with. We bind you. Stay! Stay! Oh, there's something making it fall. So no angel kept it. No angel held it for us. Something is working. Okay, let me try anointing oil. Somebody say, anointing oil, let me try. Hey! Principle. Principle. Say principle. How many of you believe in the power of the anointing oil? 
Lapadagabaya. See, we have anointed the pen. Like the way some of you, you anoint the pen and go and fail in your BC. We have anointed the pen. We are going to break the principle of gravitation. We are making sure that this thing by the anointing it will get stuck. By the count of three. One. Two. Three. Hear me, O pen. We command you in the name of the Lord. Stay. Hey. The thing fell again. Upon all the anointing oil. Fast there. Eh? 40 days. I'm going. Count for me. Day 1, day 2, day 40. I'm back. I'm back. Let me try the 40 days. Ha! Say principle. <laughs> the reason why this thing will keep falling is because God in his own authority has put in a principle. He has put in a principle. And he will not break it until he wants to. But he has put in a principle. Amen. And, and so also, you don't need, listen to me, you don't need to pray. Don't you see unbelievers who are having fun, who get pregnant? Do they pray for fruitfulness? <laughs> Do they pray, God, make me put open my womb. All they need is a sperm and then an ovary or whatever. All they need is that. All they need is one sperm. All they need is one sperm. Just one sex. That's all. They don't need to fast. They don't need to pray. There is a principle there. It's a principle. It's a principle. See, you can't break the principle with your prayer. You get up from your fornication and say, God, we are sorry. Take away the baby too. What? You will be pregnant rough. Say principle. Is it? When I was young, a certain prophet deceived me. I was on a park. I used to pray. The prophet gave me a prophecy. He told me that he can see in the spirit. He said he can see in the spirit that when I'm going to write my BC, I will see a computer screen. Uh, What I'm saying is not a joke. He said I will see a computer screen on my left. And when I sit behind, he can see in the street at 6 and 7 Park, Saleria Park, that was where I got the prophecy. That's where I can remember the spot at the top, top pole. Top pole. Where you are going close to the top pole. He gave me a sharp prophecy. And in the prophecy, he seen a computer that the Lord is come to put on my left. And when I sit behind the BC that has been set, I will begin to see the answers rolling on the computer. And all that I needed to do was to just be dabbing and just be dabbing whilst my mates are struggling. And me, I have not learned about nothing, but I will be just watching the computer and I will be writing. What a prophecy. And so that encouraged me. I wasn't learning. I wasn't learning. I wasn't reading. I wasn't doing anything about my books because a certain prophet has given me a prophecy that when I get to the examination center, I will see a computer screen with the answers rolling. Why? Because I have prayed. Prayer doesn't bring those answers, my dear. Hey! 
And so when I'm writing the exam, I will see on my eyes. When I entered into the examination, I, I checked that the, the computer wasn't coming. <laughs> the computer wasn't coming. And I, I said, hey, this prophet has killed me. This prophet has killed me. I kept checking. I kept checking. I kept checking. So I'm sure that the vigilator will see that. I kept looking at left. But I don't know why I was looking at left. But I was actually waiting for Angel Michael to arrive with the computer. And it never came. Say principal. Other when people come to me that will pray on my pen. I'm, I'm going to write this down. I pray for you, but that's for your pen. Principal. What have you learned? The Holy Spirit will remind you all this. What have you learned? I was blessed that just about three months to the exams, one other pastor called me and told me, hey, the way you are always on this path, you will fail miserably. You, go and learn. One man of God called me, Scott Pastor Edward, he told me, the way you are always, you live here, 12 midnight, 1 a.m., Hey, aren't you going to write exams? Are you not going to learn? And then I said, ah, Prophet Prince says that <laughs> his name to his praise. The Prophet Prince says that there will be a computer. I said, hey, don't be a fool. <laughs> that three months studies that I, I studied, that was what saved me. I'm telling you. Because I waited, ah, no computer came. Because you see, it works by principle. Steady to show yourself approved. It's the principle. Garbage in, garbage out. What you put in is what the Holy Spirit will remind you. He will remind you all things that I have told you. That means I have told you nothing. He has nothing to remind you. Say principle. So God put in a principle. You cannot go and stand on a farm and be praying. Cassava, appear. Cassava, appear. Cassava. Then you are pouring gallons of anointing oil. What? Say principle. What are you putting in the ground? Ask somebody, what, what are you putting? You are saying cassava should appear. What are you putting on the ground? You are only speaking in tongues. You are only praying for money. Money answers by principle. And the principle for prosperity is what? Titan. 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 You don't need to pray to be rich. You, all you need to do is first and foremost to tithe to be rich. Tithe. Give the tithe. Give the tithe. And I will open the... It say after you give the tithe, you will tell me. Give the tithe. What are you putting in the soil? You are clearing the land with your prayer. Afterwards, what are you putting in? You need a principle. You need a principle. Tell somebody, I need a principle. Charlie, work the principle out and you get results. If you fail to work the principle, you are getting no results. And for you to have money, listen to me, I will pour anointing oil upon anointing oil. If I come, I will give you yellow, green, blue, indigo. I will mix the anointing oil, add soapy water, take you to the sea, Mix it with, with, with sea, uh, well, um, water. You see, the, the one which is salty, the, the high concentrated one. And I will sprinkle it on you. 
and you still die a pauper. You still die a beggar. I'm telling you. The reason is because there's a principle. There's a principle that has the key to prosperity. You fail to work the principle so you aren't getting light. You can't enter into the room and the whole place is dark. And instead of you to put on the light, you start speaking tongues. Use the principle. What you are seeing, there's a circuit here. Several circuits have been joined together. You need the switch. Say the switch. The moment you click the switch, even if you're a malam, if you're a sakawa man, when you click the switch, the light will come. You don't need to pray in tongues. True or not true? You don't need to be spiritual. Once I turn on the switch, the light will come. Because it's a principle. Titan behaves in the same way. Once you practice Titan, even if you're a Muslim, you'll be rich. Tell you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That is why Muslims, they believe in giving, sacrificing, giving. They are working the principle we are praying. We are praying it. They are working it. <laughs> we are praying it and they are working it. Jesus says give and it shall be given unto you. We are in, in the church praying. Lord, I receive money and they are doing salaka. <laughs> Say the principle. That is why Jesus said that the children of the world, they are wiser than us. Because they know how to implement principles whereas we know how to pray. I'm not downplaying prayer. Oh, don't you believe in prayer power? Hey! Sababombo. <laughs> we are not downplaying in the power of prayer. But I am telling you that if you pray and you don't pay your tithe, you'll be poor. You will be poor. I don't be, I want, I want to apologize. I want to apologize. Just like, hey, listen, listen, I will lay hands on you. If you don't sleep with your husband, you will never give birth. Ah! Are you, are you married? God put a principle that is why the Bible said, all the people, go and check. And he knew his wife. He knew his wife. Even when the angel spoke with Abraham, Abraham knew Sarah again. And then the pregnancy happened. When Hannah went to pray, God, give me some more, give me some more. When she went home, she didn't go and pray in tongues. She went to apply principles of biology. She went to work the biology. She worked the reproduction. Amen. And so listen to me. If I pray for you, I anoint you. Friday, you come here. Last Friday, I prayed, I anointed you. This week too, on our jaws. Ha, and with what God has told you, it's going to be very, very powerful. But listen to me. If afterwards, Instead of you to go and do something with your hands, you stay in your hands and say, oh, the man of God has prophesied that I will get a job. And you are in your room. The man of God has prophesied that my business will be big. And you are sleeping at 12, midnight, uh, 12 noon. 
12 noon, your shop is still closed. Whereas your mates, they have opened their shops. You are breaking a principle of hard work. The scriptures say, do you see a hard working man? He shall not stand before small people. He shall stand before great men. And so what it takes to stand before great men, what it takes for your business to be the talk of town, it's not just prayer. It is what? Hard work. It's a principle. A principle. Am I speaking? Tell somebody that Charlie, stop breaking the principles. And expecting God to work magic. Stop breaking the principles. Stop breaking the principles. Hey! You don't need to pray for principles to work. You don't need to. You don't need to. Amen? And so I've explained to you that the tithe is not for you. The tithe is God's portion of the monies you have as a blessing. But the offering is your portion of the money you give to God. That's the difference. That's the main difference. Amen. Oh, amen. amen. Now listen to me. God doesn't ask for tithe. God demands for tithe. But God asks for offering. God doesn't demand for offering. The reason is simple. Because the tithe is his portion of the deal. The offering is your own money you decide to give to him extra. And so for his tithe, he said, bring ye all the tithes. Bring ye all the tithes. It is for him. Bring it. It's by force. Compulsion. The issue of tithing is not a divine suggestion. It's a divine compulsion. It's not a suggestion. It's a compulsion. A by force. Tithing is by force if you want God to bless you. Offering is not a by force thing. The Bible says that give cheerfully. And so if you can learn to give cheerfully, that brings you another blessing. But for the tithe, it is for him. It is God's portion of the fruit he has given you. He demands it. He says, bring this one to me. It's by force. Tell somebody the tithe is by force. Tell him the tithe is by force. Tithe is by force. I'm just introducing you. I'm just giving you introduction. The tithe is by force. Hear me? That is why you give offering, but you pay tithe. That is why when you go to those big, big churches, when you pay tithe, you take receipt. That is why over here, behind your tithe book or your tithe envelope, we record it. Do we record your offerings? Do we give you receipts for your offerings? Do we keep it in a book that, oh, today you gave an offer of five cities. Today you gave an offer of one city. No. But why do we write the tithe? Why do we have a tithe book that has your name and your number? And then we write by it. Anytime you pay, we write by it. Anytime you pay, we write by it. Does it did make you know that this one is a mandatory requirement? We pay tithe. But we give offering. God expects... Now, now, now listen to me. That, that is not to downplay offerings. I, 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 I hope you are getting me. I'm not trying to say that offerings are useless because you won't go far if you don't learn how to offer. God expects our offering. Why? Because he has blessed us. Amen. And he expects us to be...
kind towards him and to other people. So God expects our offerings. But God demands our tithe because it is his portion. That one is for him. That one is for him. And so anybody who doesn't pay tithe and offerings, you are breaking a kingdom principle and poverty will be your friend. Yeah, poverty will be your friend. That, that one, you think, amen, I bind it, I lose it. See, those, those things doesn't change it. It's a principle. Like I threw the pen, I was binding, I was binding, I was binding, holding. I, it didn't stop. It still came down. Because there's a principle in motion. And so that's that I, 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 I bind. You, you, are, you are binding what? If you refuse to pay your tithe, and to give offerings, you are responsible for your own poverty. Now, quickly, why non-tithing Christians become poor? Why? Why is it that those who break the principle of non-tithing, they become poor? Why? Why is this so? I didn't know I went to your I didn't Why? I didn't the Bible. Malachi chapter 3. Let's read that beautiful story. Verse 8. We are reading all the way to 12. We will continue another time. We will not finish. We will continue. Malachi chapter 3, verse 8. Everybody, we are going to read together. Malachi 3, verse 8. We are coming to see what God said about tithe. It's very important. How many of you were at the cell meeting yesterday? You are cell meeting yesterday. You are cell meeting. Great. Those of you who were not there, join the cell meeting. Join the cell meeting. You will get the chance to ask questions. Here you get the chance to ask questions. Hey, one go. Will a man rob God? Yes, you have robbed me. But you are saying, in which way have we robbed you? I tell you that in tithes and in offerings. Amen. Will a man rob God? In other words, not to pay your tithe is like you robbing God. There's a difference between stealing and robbing. Who knows the difference? Who knows the difference? There's a difference between stealing and robbing. And don't, and don't tell me it has to do with the quantity. It's not about the quantity. It's not about the quantity. The difference between stealing and robbing is simple. One is conscious. One is unconscious. One is by force. One is without force. That's the difference between robbing and stealing. When you are robbed, you are robbed with a force. Either with a knife, either with a gun, either someone holds you and they take the thing from you, either you were beaten it like that person took it when you were, most of the time when you were conscious, unwilling, and still they took it from you by force. Are you following it? Then we say that you have been robbed of something. So if the person used a gun or a knife or something, say arm, arm. Let's just say a gun, say you have been robbed by, or with arms. That is armed robbery. Arm is not the hand. It's talking about arms as in weapon. Weapon robbery. <laughs> hey! Amen. Now, stealing is when the person did not use any force. By the time you realize it is gone. That was very quick and smart. <laughs> so we call him a thief. And then we call this one a robber. I'm a robber. Thief. 
And God is saying that he who paints his face or dresses well comes to church with his big Bible and doesn't pay tithe. He is actually worse than a thief. You are actually a robber. Now, will you love to have a friend who is a thief or an armed robber? If you have to choose one out of the two, you prefer the thief to pocket or you like the armed robber who come on you with a, a, a knife and will cut you and take your things. Which one will you choose? You will like the thief. Out of the thief, you will not sustain injuries. Oh yeah, thieves, they will not rape you, they will not beat you, they will not cut you. But an armed robber, he will cut you before he will leave you. He will, he will take your property and you will be in a pool of blood. You may even lose your, your, your life. That one, it is a false potent. No negotiations. <laughs> Amen. But you see, someone who is a robber doesn't come that way. That one is giddy giddy. And God says that if you don't pay tight, you are an armed robber. You are, a, you are a hard criminal because God is not asleep. God is not sitting on consent. He has told you what he wants. He has made his intention clear to you. That you shall remember the Lord thy God. <laughs> that you shall remember. He has told you what he is willing to do. Or what he wants from you. Break you all the tithe. And you decide not to pay the tithe. You are actually forcefully taking what is not yours. You are eating it. You are, you are using it to pay for prepaid. Water bill. You are using it to pay for school fees. That's what you use to help poor people. Something he has told you that bring it to him. Something which is not yours. It's not that he's asleep. You are taking it. He's, he's sleeping not. Neither does he slumber. And so you are taking it by force. And so he says, you are not even a thief. You are a robber. Now, guess what? You are worse than an armed robber. Because an armed robber robs from human beings. You, you are robbing the king of kings, the lord of lords, the one who is bigger than the earth. You, your robbery has graduated from, from, from time to eternity. You, you are able, you, you don't rob humanity, you rob divinity. You are like Judas. You don't sell human beings. You sell God. God is your commodity. Please, what do you sell? I sell God. That is you. You do what you rob. You rob God. I'm not writing the Bible. Is that will a man, will a human being, will claim somebody I beat my breath into. Somebody that I will say, hey, die, and the person will die. He's able to rob me. Wow. Wow. It takes some kind of heart to, to be able to, to do some kind of courage. Atai is not your size. Osama bin Laden is not. They, they, they all killed men for you. You, your customer is God. Your customer. The one you deal with. Your victim is God. God is in heaven and he's bleeding. He's bleeding like that. The church is bleeding because the tithe which will be used to pay bills for the church is not coming. And the church is bleeding and they are canceling their life and they are taking their properties and they are seizing things that, that, that belong to the church because 
The church is filled with divinity robbers. God robbers. Ask the one by you, are you a God robber? Hey! So you don't say it won't very hard here. Like over more corner and carbonipa. In carbonipa. So God was flabbergasted. God was overwhelmed. God was sitting here and said, What? What a man. What a man. Can a man rob me? What a man! Beautiful. <laughs> Will a man rob God? This is a rhetorical question. It's a statement on its own. What a man! You are here. You don't pay tight. You are actually laughing at yourself. You are here. You 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 come to church and say that uh, everybody bring your tithe. Then you dip your hands into your pocket and pick what you want. Last week I explained to you that tithe is ten percent. You calculate it. If in the week the gifts that you got, when ten comes, you take one. When hundred comes, you take ten. When twenty comes, you take two. When two hundred cities comes, you take what twenty. You calculate ten percent and you put it down. And on Sunday you package it and bring it. That is tithe. You are paid thousand cities, five hundred cities. You calculate it. It's not an offering. An offering. So you see, the church is filled with God robbers who are here to worship God. God robbers. What we say? Let's lift up holy hands. We are lifting up hands of robbers. So let's welcome the best choir. We are welcoming a choir made of robbers. Hey, are we safe at all? No wonder, no wonder when you leave your phone in the church, you don't come to see it again. No wonder. Because if I slow. I remember when we were in the classroom, we were worshipping, worshipping. I don't know whether it was utmost praise or something. We were very excited. We were in the spirit. We were worshipping. When we finished, somebody's phone was gone. The phone was flying the spirit. Hey! The phone was gone. I remember my former church. It was not a phone, laptop at the media unit. A pastor's laptop. They were just using it for 31st. When we finished, the laptop was gone. In the church. Now they are ushers, now you're God robber. Now choristers, you're God robber. Now media, you're God robber. Now members, you're God robber. If you are God robber, we are not safe anymore. That's why when you go to churches now, now they've written security. They, they, they write behind the, the, the chest that you are responsible for your items. When you are even going for offering, carry your bag. <laughs> now the pastor doesn't trust the congregation. The congregation doesn't trust the pastor. The church is filled with God robbers. Say from today, I repent in Jesus' name. Yes, otherwise, eh, listen to me. I always tell people, 
If you know that you want to serve God, serve God well. You want to be rich and serve God. Serve God. You see, you have come to Christianity. This is how to be rich. There's a principle. You can't break it with your praise and worship. You can't. You can't break it with your prayer. Go to the park. Most poor people, they are prayer warriors. They pray more than everybody. I'm telling you. I've prayed for all my life. I've prayed for all my life. For greater part of my life. I've prayed for about, about 21 years. I've been praying. For 21 years. Yes, since I became born again. I was introduced into prayer and preaching. That was my initiation. And since then, I've prayed through several places. And I can tell you without any apology that most of the poor people I met, they were prayer warriors. What is the reason why? What is the actual reason? The reason is because prayer alone doesn't produce money. There is a principle. There is a principle of seed time and harvest. What are you sowing after you pray? What are you giving? Are you paying your tithe? How can you be robbing God and on top of it you ask him to bless you with more? I wake up and then I see that you have come to rob me and then you make a phone call. Hello, good morning. Ah, last night was so successful. Uh, thanks for your deep sleep. As a matter of fact, uh, next week you will be coming. Make sure that you position the fridge at this part. Uh, and you move the television here and the new iPhone you are going to buy, place it around the window. That's where I like coming. You come to church and lift up your hands. Oh God, bless me. Open doors. Prosper me. And God is saying, who is the one talking? Gabriel, who is the one talking? And Gabriel comes to open the window and checks and it is the God robber. The God robber. Hey! God, me, I, re- I repent from this God robbing business. It's not a good business at all. I repent. Because it is against you. It's against, you should repent from today. Because it's against you yourself, your prosperity. God robbing. I don't know whether I'm communicating. You joke with it. I'm telling you why people are poor. Amen. Or they won't listen. Hmm. Let's read the scripture. It says, You are cursed with a curse. How I wish the Bible is an editable version. A version you can edit. Then maybe I'll edit that part and pretend as though it wasn't in the Bible. Would have been really good, isn't it? You are, you see, people are cursed with things. Like you can be cursed with barrenness. Somebody can be cursed with maybe loss of a job. He will roam about, he will not be cursed. Somebody can be cursed with maybe no marriage. Somebody can be cursed with struggling with babies. Now, you see, people are cursed with different, different problems. But now, if you are cursed with a curse, <sighs> now which one is that one? You have been, at least if you are cursed with, 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 with money, you enjoy other things. You see that, oh, she'll marry, she'll have children, but she's poor because she's suffering the curse of money. But you are cursed with, that means that you yourself have become a curse. You yourself. What you have inherited is a curse. That means that what has been infused into you 
at least you should specify. But this was like you are cursed with a generalized curse. And I didn't say it to. Because you didn't rob a human being. Now, if you rob a human being, you'll be. Oh, the Bible says that the curse of the Lord is in the house of the thief. You rob a human being so that you'll be cursed in one thing. But you rob God, you'll be cursed with a curse. Even this whole nation. Remember, I was talking about a whole church. This whole church. Listen, you sit down and make your face innocent. Let me go and bring the tithe book and open. And start going from name to name, name to name, name to and see the last time you, you pay tithe. And some of you are shepherds. Some of you are pastors. Some of you are leaders. Overseers. And you are thieves and super robbers. Number 10. Am I preaching? What I'm saying, if you want to be rich, listen to me carefully because if you want to remain a Christian and be rich, this is the way out. Otherwise, unless you, con- you go and consult Agrada, it's true. Because you can't break the principle and tell God to still bless you. He doesn't work like that. One plus one is two. You can't make it five. One plus one will always give you two. You go to China. Look for one plus one. It's two. And then now he tells them, after he decides that he wants to forgive them, he told them that because of what I did, that's why you have been cursed. But now I want to forgive you. And this is the step towards the forgiveness. Do you want to know the step towards the forgiveness? Some of you are listening say that. So where do I start from? This is where to start from. This is where to start from. This is what to do from now. We are all reading. One go. Bring ye all the Again. 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 Bring ye all the tithes. Not tithe one. Tithes. Tithes of your shop. Tithes of your salary. Tithes of the tips. Tithes every money that came into your Bring all the tithes. Calculate all. You have three containers. Tithe of all the three containers. Bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food or meat in my house. So God says that if you want the cares to be rolled away, start bringing. So when I see someone that, hey, for about two years I've not paid tithe before. Pastor, where do I start from? Just start from now. Bring ye all the tithe. Bring ye all the tithe. Now is enough. I said what? Now is enough. This week is enough. Think about what came into your hands today. Bring you all the tithes. If I say you should start from the beginning of the year, you will not be able to start. Bring you all the tithes from now. Bring you all the tithes from now. Your top money, the five cities, the two cities, you calculate 10% of two cities is 20 pesos. Bring it to God. Every day, put it down. Put it together. Sunday, bring it to God. You are giving 10 cities. That means one city, you break into 10. One city is your tithe. Break it to God. Salary, tips, 50 Ghana, 20 Ghana. Salary of 500 cities, 1,000 cities, 2,000 cities. A bonus, a gift. Break it into 10. And bring the 10%. One out of it. 10%. 
bring all the tithes. So that there will be enough money in the house of God for the work of God. Is it fantastic? Ask somebody, are you going to begin to bring all the tithes? Just not just the offering, the tithes, the calculated one. The real one. Because if God should leave you to only give offerings, eh, it will be only your one city and two cities. God knows you don't give beyond. And that is why God says that, no, aside all the coins you've been giving me, there's my portion. Bring it. Amen. Oh, amen. Bring ye all that are into the storehouse, that there will be enough. If I will now, watch this, the sayest the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven, do this and this. That means there is a way God can bless his children. I'm telling you. If we see Christians who are struggling, this is the reason why. Do this and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be enough room for you to receive it. In other words, you will not have hands for the customers. Receive that blessing in the name of Jesus. So we will not have hands to count the money. Somebody counted money, ah, and then God ties it. Ha, ah, my bear, why? Me here counting my machine. May God give you a counting machine. May God give you a counting machine because your money will be more than your hands can count. Hallelujah. And God is telling us how you can enter into that level. He said, bring all the tithes. Calculate it well every Sunday. Calculate it well from Monday to Sunday. What were the monies that came into your hands? Put them down. 10%, 10%, 10%, 10%. Put them together. and come every, If you will be doing that every Saturday, you will come and give a, a tithe. I'm telling you. Because the thing is, you have not been calculating. Some of the things that come straight, use it to buy prepaid, straight, use it to buy this, straight, use it to buy credit, straight. You don't, you don't give God's portion. You don't give God's portion. You have to give God's portion. Amen. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. I pray for somebody here that after you, you begin to engage this principle, since principle cannot be broken, may God show forth in your finances. You didn't respond. May God show forth in your finances. May God show forth in your money business. May God show forth in whatever you trade in. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, some of you are in the future, very, very soon. When we see you, you'll not be walking. You'll, not be, you'll be driving. I'm telling you, I'm prophesying to some people. I said, as you engage this principle, very soon when we meet you, you'll not be walking. You'll be driving because the Lord will prosper you. You will not be sleeping in a rented apartment. I'm telling you. You will not be sleeping in a, in a, in a single room. Daddy, I've used partition. Partition is your chamber hall. God is changing your room in the name of Jesus. God is changing your room in the name of Jesus. No. Chamber hall is not two bedroom. Chamber hall is not three bedroom. Chamber hall is not good for you and your children. Chamber hall is not good. Do you know that partition style? Then... Uh, uh, that's how they call it. They'll use some wood. Then they'll drop some curtain, long one. Then it will become a piemini assassin. By first team by hall. From today, I move you and your generation out of that curse. 
the least you have a six bedroom house. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I'm not joking, no. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Just be a committed tighter and see. Your generation will not know no poverty. Listen, what you could enjoy, your children will enjoy. I said, what you couldn't enjoy, your children will enjoy. Nobody picks you from school. You will use your best car to pick your children from school. Ah, some of you, when you see your parents coming to look for you, you dodge in school. You said, Mami, Papi, I prophesy over your life. Your children will beg you to visit them. Ah, they will beg you to visit them. Because they know that the day you will drop there, you will dust the headmaster money, you will dust the teacher's money, you will dust all, so all the friends to come and escort you. Oh, you have not seen that thing before. Go to PTA. There are some parents, they walk alone and see if their children are not there. Their children left them at the entrance. Nobody must see them working together. There are other parents, students of other people follow. They follow their friends to go and see their mother off. Because by the time you leave the car, everybody will have something. It shall be said about you in the name of Jesus. The same shall be said about you in the name of Jesus. You will be so rich. Your family will look for you for loans. They will look for you for help. You will be the one taking care of your, your sisters and your brother's children. You will be the one feeding your family. Receive that prosperity. The prosperity of Joseph. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Yes, that do this and see if I will not open. There is a window. Tell somebody there is a window in heaven. There is a window in heaven. There is that you are praying. You need a window to be open. You need a window to be open. You need a window. When somebody is shouting down, shouting down, calling us right now, if, if something is happening outside right now, we need to open. We need to open and check. And check. We need, we need to open. And check. And we can throw some things for, for them. Some of you have prayed that God is not hearing you. You have prayed, oh God, help me. God, help me. Your window is shut. He says, when you pay your tithe, I will open the windows of heaven. Not one. Oh. Not one. Not one. There is no house, no proper house, except Chimami ones. There is no proper house that, that has one window. That has one window. I stayed there before, so I know. We have only one window. Even that one, sometimes you pack your bags there. Chocks it. <laughs> hey! Receive multiple windows. From a papa bon phone. What TV phrase are? Sometimes, fan I got a bohit. Some of you, as late as 12 o'clock, you are sleeping outside. And the one we actually said that, oh, me, I like sleeping outside because I want to watch the mood. You are lying. You don't have aircon. You don't have a good. There's no good aeration in your room. From a papa and bone power. That is why you are sleeping outside. That, oh, yeah, you compound out there, hot night there. Go and check with estate. Go, go to Trasaco and see whether they are sleeping outside watching the mood. It is an excuse for poverty. From today, God is dragging you out of the excuse of poverty. Shout an amen. amen. Tell somebody, today God is bringing me out of poverty. 
doing, I'm prophesying, Papa. Some people don't know. They think I'm joking. Nobody. I'm telling you. No rescue agent whose path has crossed my path must end up as a poor person. Because I have been ordained to succeed. You will succeed along. You will prosper along. I know where I'm coming from. I know where I'm coming from. And when I see myself, I know that me, I'm a prosperity going to happen. You will be a prosperity going to happen. Uh, You will be a prosperity going to happen. I'm telling you. Rise up to your feet and begin to pray. Listen. Look, look, look at verse 11. We are going to pray right now. Look, look, look at verse 11. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. You don't need to even pray. He will, he will rebuke the devourer. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruit of your ground. That means that sometimes then you will farm and farm and farm. When the fruit comes, before you come, an animal has come to consume it. Crying will not solve it. You need someone who will stop the devourer. That's why some of you, the day you get some bonus, that's the day somebody gets sick in your house. That's the day something happens in your house. You use all the money for it. That's the day your car will break down. That's the day you have an emergency. That's the day that you hear news from your mother, from your father. Because the titan is not going. The titan is not going. Lift up your hands. Every devourer in your life, every Satan, every devil, every power that has made himself a spiritual policeman that destroys your hard labor, the fruit of your hard labor, I command in the name of Jesus that let them be rebuilt right now. Let them be rebuilt right now. Let them be rebuilt right now. The louder your amen, the better for you. The louder your amen, the better for you. Say, I will rebuke, I will silence them. Any mouth that has opened, swallowing your money, swallowing your money, I command that mouth to be shut. Amen. I command that mouth to be shut. Amen. Labadaka Bahadas. Shut it in the name of Jesus. From today, doctors will not take your money again. See, on Sunday, someone brought me a seed. When a person brought me a seed, it was about 300 cities. When a person brought me a seed, and I opened, I saw that, oh, 300 cities. And I said, oh, great. I'll use it for something. Immediately, someone entered into my office. And the whole issue has to do with the sickness of someone. And so it means that that money must go to the hospital. I said, okay. Prayed for the person. And I gave the money. But as the money was going, I told God, I God, I can't be paying tight for hospital to be taking my money. Let this money come back. This money going for this hospital today is not for my heart. Let this money come back. I, I just came to pay tight. And then somebody blesses me and the hospital is taking it away. No, say no. no. I said, you know what? I have to look for tight on this money too. Meanwhile, the whole money the person brought is what I've given for. But I have to still go and look for the tight of it. Because 
No matter what you use the money for, you have to pay tight. I gave it out for somebody I don't know to go, go, go to hospital. But I still needed to pay tight of it. So I was thinking, where would I get another money to pay tight of the 300, which is 30 Ghana? Before I left here around eight and about, a young guy rushed in here. There was somebody who couldn't come to church. Sent him to bring me 50 Ghana cities. I said, oh, you are the tight has arrived. Took the 50, took the 30 cities out for the hospital money. It was left with what? 20 cities. Now, the 50 cities that came to have to pay. And then I took the 5 cities out of that one. And it was left with what? That was what I took home. And I, I put it in my tight envelope. Amen. On Monday, I was still crying over the money. So this money is gone like that. Hospital. By the grace of God, the person who took the money, because he said, ah, when I went, the leg is fine, 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 fine. See, the, the person is healed. The leg is fine. Even the person has gone to work now. The leg, the leg is fine. I said, praise God, so my money has come. Today they brought my, my money and I, I, I received it in good faith. From today, no hospital will consume your money. No pharmacy will consume your money. Your children will not be admitted anymore. Your parents will not be admitted anymore. People will not take away your money anymore. Things will not break into your shop anymore. Receive some people think I'm joking. If you pay tight, eh, your money will not go by half. I'm telling you. God will preserve it for you. God will preserve it. That's why any business you do not say. Any business you do not say. Any business you do not say. Why? Because you are not a tight payer. You only give God what you want. It is changing from tonight. Lift up your two hands. That neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time. That means there shall not be miscarriage. Say, I will never have miscarriage. Oh, say, I will never have miscarriage. Is there some of you, you don't even know what you are saying. Say, I will not have miscarriage. I've seen people who got pregnant for six months, seven months, eight months, and the pregnancy got, uh, there's a miscarriage. They couldn't have their baby. That's how bad miscarriage can be. Sometimes you can get it at ninth month. I realize you are bleeding. The baby is dead. They will do you operation to bring the baby out. It will never ever be your problem. You didn't receive it. It will never be your problem. Say, miscarriage is never my problem. In business too, there can be miscarriage. In finances, there can be miscarriage. You can be doing a business and can profit. No, not BBSC. Not profit. Not uh, oh, Corona never you it's miscarriage. It's you see, miscarriage is what we call disappointment. That's what we call disappointment. A lot of you, you are doing something. Sometimes even it's in relationship. You will be in relationship. When it's about to turn into marriage, there will be disappointment because of miscarriage. The Bible says that and your fruits they shall not cut their young. In other words, they will not lose their fruits before the time. Say miscarriage. Say disappointment. It is broken from tonight. Say it is broken from tonight. Say it is broken from my life from tonight. As I start paying my tithe. It is broken from tonight. 
Anybody who promises you, they will fulfill it. Anyone who promises you, they will fulfill it. Oh, me bow, me bow. Three years. Me bow, me bow. Five years. That cycle of disappointment is over in Jesus' name. It is over in Jesus' name. Ha. Verse 12. Verse 12. That and all the nations shall call you blessed. Say, everybody will know that I'm blessed. Say, everyone will know I, Prince, I am blessed. Please, you are not called Prince. Oh, mention your name. I'm blessed. Everyone will know I am blessed. How will they know? Because when they see you, they will see it on you. From today, may God do the things that will make people know you are blessed. You are, you are not here. I said, may God do the things people will know you are blessed. May God decorate your life such as a blessed one. Receive it in the name of Jesus. By the time you are coming out of your car with your husband, with your kids, by the time you are dropping out of your room, by the time you are coming to church, by the time you are going for shopping, by the time you are moving about, by the time they see you with your family, they will know that you are blessed. Yeah. By the time you are stepping out of the airport, they will know that you are blessed. Open your mouth and just pray for the blessing of the Lord. Just pray for the blessing of the Lord. Every curse is rolling away. Every curse of, of tightlessness. Every curse that you got because you didn't tight. It is going away. Every curse that came on your business because you couldn't tight. It is breaking. It is going. It is breaking. It is going. It is breaking. It is going. It is breaking. Those who are seriously praying, they are seeing the results. They will leave this place without blessing. They will leave this place without blessing. They will leave this place without blessing. We cancel every curse. Every devourer of the finances of the church be cancelled in the name of Jesus be cancelled in the name of Jesus thank you Jesus make me blessed make us a blessing Lord bless us bless us should I should I should I should I bless us Lord should I bless us Lord should I bless us Lift up your two hands. Will a man rob God? Will a man rob God? Lord, let every curse be broken. Let every curse be broken. Let every curse be broken. Curse of sickness. Let it be broken. Curse of loss. Let it be broken. Curse of mechanical faults. 
in our in our machines that takes away our capital our money let it be broken cast in our shop let it be broken cast in our schools let it be broken cast in our houses let it be broken admission fees let it be broken cast it and open the windows of heaven 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 over this church open the windows of heaven over this house open the windows of heaven over your people let their pocket be loaded with money let their pocket be loaded with money Somebody's destiny is changing from today. Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Reverend Prince Lai. If you have been blessed by this message and have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko, Adjacent Best Point Savings and Loan, Odoko Market. For more information, please call 0543-248-982 or 0241-372-895. God richly bless you.